Episode five. Oh, it's episode five. All right, cool, man. We're we're chugging along here. Yeah, like a choo choo train. We're doing well. Doing you know. well, man. How are you? I'm great. I'm great. You look uh, great. You look great. <laughs> handsome. Um, Tuesday, we had a little adventure. Jeff and I went on a field trip. Field trip. Definitely went on a field trip. Yes. So we went over to see Basquiat exhibit. We did. It was pretty amazing. Basquiat in the hip hop generation to the Museum of Fine Arts. Well, we got to see it a special way though, because of Jeff London pulled we, out some cards on that little trip. We did take a little private tour of it. Yeah, man, it was great. Um, it's in the Museum of Fine Arts, Boston. It's there till I think May 18th or something. It's a definite go check out. Yeah, if you're in the Boston area, you want to see something really special, you should definitely go check out the Basquiat and hip hop generation. It doesn't just have Basquiat stuff, it touches on, on street art from the beginning and takes you through that journey of where it started and what it became throughout the years. So it's definitely something to check out at the Museum of Fine Art. Yeah, Boston. super dope pieces by Keith Haring and Lady Pink, Fab Five Freddy, and obviously Basquiat pieces. Yeah, man. I, I wanted to quick touch on something we were talking about last week. So last week's question was what again? Do you remember last week's question? Yeah, of course I remember last week's question. My question to, to go along with that to you is... Ooh. Well, it was kind of. We, we we can talk about like, we can talk about last week's question though, if you want to talk about it. No, it was actually a question about your story time question, that kind of correlated with our question of the week. You said you wanted to be the first guy when people come in town to call right. to, to do something. So why don't you talk a little bit about how it you personally in your career got to the point where. When these people come in town, they actually call you. You know what I mean? Are you the first guy they call, or are you the third? I hope I'm the first guy. <laughs> <laughs> it could be the third. I think it's uh, a few things. I think it's being reliable, okay? Yeah, yeah. You're the one that you answer the call. You respond to the text. Now, it's just not that person calling. It could be their manager. It could be the hotel concierge. Oh, it could be, I never thought about the hotel concierge. It could concierge. be the, the, waiter, yeah, yeah. the waiter at... Um, you know the re- the hot restaurant that's going around that they just asked like you know we where's were the hot spot yeah, yeah. yeah so cool. being reliable um being friendly to everybody being open to everybody being truthful to everybody yeah um and making sure everybody has a good time all those things combined make it oh i can hear the dog in the background <laughs> we got a special guest Aaliyah, the, Aaliyah my, the dog yeah. yeah we do it's all you might hear it whining a little bit um I think all those factors, all those factors, um, play into the role of why people, in just the longevity of me doing it, understanding what people want. Um, I'm not gonna, you know, somebody comes in and they want, you know, some house music. I'm playing hip hop that night. It, Would you change the nice format for that specific? Absolutely person? not. Absolutely not. Because you gotta stick to the brand of the party. If the 100%. branded party is a specific way, but what I'll do is I'll make sure that 
they go to the oh special guest yeah. uh, that they go to the party that suits them best because you know why because they're gonna say yo Jeff set me up at this place I'll let me hit Jeff again and see what 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 uh, places this week is or this month is cool now do they correlate you with a specific genre of music like oh a house guys in town they would hit somebody else up but like the hip-hop artists kind of yeah. don't know to go i, to I would think yeah i would say the yeah the top 40 hip-hop would be um more yeah I'd, I'd say that but i'm open to every i mean i love everything so but yeah well, just, like, just, we, just the client in clientele wise yeah by the way everybody listening and watching we are very very yeah. eclectic to uh individuals that's for sure 100%. 100%. <laughs> you can't put us in a box at all no way um but yeah no that that's a great question yeah i, I mean, just wanted yeah. to follow up because yeah. you just don't wake up one day and they're like hitting you you obviously put in work and you became somebody to somebody you became someone to somebody to make sure you right. were and I, go to and I guy. think even in sports teams, it, it goes around the locker room. So the new guy, the new draft pick that they get, you know, Jeff, can you show this guy around for a couple of days, show him where to eat, you know, show him where to party, things like that. And then it trickles down. So you have generations of, oh, that's amazing. of, of players and things like that. That's dope. Well, if we're talking about the last question, what's the this week, week's question? Let's, let's go to this question. Yeah, let's go. Let's keep it moving. All right. So once again, you know, we appreciate everybody um, sending in your questions to I'm the promoter, he's the DJ. Uh, we enjoy uh, Instagram, right? Yep. On Instagram, yeah. That's or you can email questions. us yeah, yeah. At, at Gmail. Yep. I'm the promoter, he's the DJ at Gmail. Whatever, text me, whatever question you have. Really enjoying the questions. We got a good one this week. Okay, let's go. The importance of learning the past of music in the history of clubs. Mm. With the quote, from John Lewis, Goddess, we know the future only by the past we project into it. How important, Jason, is it to know the past, the history of music, and I'll speak on the clubs, you can as well, to further your career knowing the past? Well, that's a, that's a great question. It's a loaded one. It is. Well, the thing is about like hip-hop music, we could trace it back to the roots. A lot of other genres, you can't. It gets a little tricky, like rock and roll. Was it the Beatles or was it some other person? There's, there's a lot of people that said they started rock and roll. You right, know what right. I mean? So we know exactly where this genre of hip-hop music talk came from. The roots of it came from the Bronx, actually. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? And, uh, you know. Oh, that's a tough question because a lot of the artists that I'm going to speak specifically on hip hop because okay. I think that's the best way to take sure. this one because a rock artist, for instance, is going to be inspired by another rock artist. Right. Right. So these hip hop kids that are putting out these trap records now and coming up with their own things, they aren't really following. They aren't inspired by a Nas. They they probably don't even know who Nas is. Mm -hmm. But if you ask a drummer from a modern-day rock band right now who John Bonham is, he's going to tell you who John Bonham is. Right, right. You know, and it's and it's, it might be a, a – uh, it also might be a thing about where you come from. So, like, a lot of these artists that are popping off right now are from, you know, the South. Mm -hmm. So why would they know a Nas or, or, right. or anything like that? Because that's not what they grew up on because – to them, that's might as well be like Grandmaster Flash in like that '80s era hip hop. Mm -hmm. That's what it is to them. Like 
our eighties era hip hop is now they're like Nelly. Like that's right, right. like that's yeah. like in to us that's where hip hop went to because we were speaking about this at the museum yesterday the other day when we touched upon how without hip hop music people wouldn't know what's actually going on in the streets. It's very mm. important. Hip hop music started as a way to tell a story about what's actually happening that you're not seeing on the news. Right. You know what I mean? So in order to pay homage, a lot of these artists in this business, unfortunately right now don't really know the roots of a genre like they should. And and, and it could be traced back. Mm-hmm. So right. it's unfortunate that they don't, but I'm not mad at them if they don't because they're kind of creating something on it. Like the Migos are dope. Right. They created a specific sound that nobody else created, but mm-hmm. now it's being copied and things like dude, that. I don't need to hear that flow from like everybody. You right, know what I right. mean? Like, yo, be creative. That's why, Jeff, there is no such thing as longevity in this business. You look at an artist like the Migos, they're still popping because they created something. Every artist that came in and tried to copy that, 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 you know, their flow. They had one hot song and that was it. Right. And there's no longevity. Now. Yeah. You talked on music. How is important it is in the world of DJing to know the history? Of music? Of music, yeah. Well, it's very important because, again, anybody could DJ. That's that's not what the art form is. Mm-hmm. My mother could DJ. Yeah. The art form that can't be copied and can't be seen, we spoke about this before, is the... The fact that you have to be able to read a room. Right. A computer can't do that. Somebody that's fresh out the box. You have to know, all right, this song worked. All right, so if this song worked, this next song is going to work. Right. But at the same time, you can't just turn into a robot where you're playing A, B, C, D, E, F, G. Mm -hmm. Try some different things. It's not always going to work. Like, for instance, I play Led Zeppelin in the middle of the hip-hop night. Right. Some people might know it, and they go nuts. A few might not know it. Cool. But I took that chance to be different. And that's how I've been able to stay in this business so long because I take those chances. Mm-hmm. I don't just don't play kitty cutter, like cake cut, like right, pieces right. of a puzzle. You know what I mean? I I just, you can hear me every night of the week and it's going to be a totally different thing. I like that. And, it, and, and, and it's not only for the people, it's also for me. Like, why do I want to come in and play the same Five songs. Right, back back. yeah. It gets you so repetitive, I mean? it gets boring, and then it's not fun, and the enjoyment goes out. It's like and working they, at a, a factory. Right. You're making the same toy every day, repetitiveness. It just it, Then it becomes work. Yeah. This isn't a work for me. This is a way for me to express myself using other people's music. I like it. You know what I mean? Yeah, Which I respect that. And what was the club part of it? So uh, the importance of learning the history of nightclubs and things like that. That's a tricky question, too, because... A lot I, of clubs don't have longevity like that. Yeah, I can go on that one. I can yeah. I can tell, like, the... I think, let me, I'm sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off. Before, because I know you, you, you're going to be this, you're going to have an awesome answer for this. My thing was, it correlates with last week's question, too. If your club has a lot of longevity and it's a place that has a strong name, then it's important to know what venues you're playing, yes. Absolutely. And the history of it. Right. You know, I used to DJ at... Uh, I think it was Nell's, and it was on um, 14th Street, I think. One of, I think it was Nell's. Nell's, yeah. One of my first DJ gigs in New York, 
I was opening up for D Nice. Shout out to D Nice. Shout out my brother D Nice. He's killing it right now. My computer got fucked up. And Nels is now up and down. You know what I mean? That's always been a club. So my computer fucked up. I had to go to the Apple store in the middle of this gig. Dude. Oh, man. I come back, and D-Nice is like, yo, I got to bounce. And I was like, cool. You good? And I was like, yeah, I'm good. He goes, yo, Rakim's about to perform right now. Unbelievable. I go, what? The yeah. legend. He goes, Rakim's going to perform. You have to DJ for him. I'm leaving. And I'm like, how am I supposed to know what records are? <laughs> right, like, right. It's like I'm a, I'm so green in this in this yeah. new city. You know, I, I I lived in New York my whole life, but I moved to New York when I was like 24, and I was there for a long, long time. And D Nice just stayed there for another 10 minutes, just tell me fire off these records, he'll yeah. go, and he did. So that's awesome. That's the only history. You know, know the history because if it's in a, like a legendary place like that, or or like, a legend like Rakim comes up, you have to know his records. Yeah, yeah, yeah. you have to so know the history. Yeah, you do, man. You do. So, what is knowing the history of clubs for you? Well, I think it's it's a couple different things. I think knowing the history of clubs helps you move, as the quote says, you know, moving towards the future. What works in terms of clubs? Now, clubs used to be no VIP, just dance floor. But there always was a VIP section. VIP section, but bottle but, service. But no yeah. bottle service. Yeah. And that was actually way cooler. Because yeah. people were forced to have fun exactly. and not look cool. Exactly. The cool guys were the real guys that were like, don't want to be actually seen. Right, right. That's exactly. why it was they, VIP. Yeah. So, the yeah, I mean, if we go back to, you know, Avalon on Lansdowne Street, they had Avalon Boston, Avalon New York, Avalon, which used to be Limelight, Avalon Hollywood. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I played the, Avalon, VIP, yeah. the VIP in Avalon was, in Boston, was on the second floor away from everybody so you couldn't even go up there so you'd even you just overlooked the dance floor so the so the pe the people on the dance floor weren't even looking at, yeah. at, at things but that made people want to get in that place people want to be where they can't go exactly so they want to get in that vip so bad dude i i think you know studying the you know the history of clubs and how how to make clubs better i think you look at at certain things i think from the times where limelight you know was multi-room place where they had different oh, DJs. Yeah. yeah, the spider room, all spider that Spider room, yep, yeah, yep. absolutely like that. I think knowing the history in, you know, it's it doesn't... But that's, I'm sorry, that yeah. was like a special place, though. Like, that, that was there a was very a, special place. For, for the people that don't understand, there was a DJ in the bathroom. I think they probably had like six <laughs> or seven DJs on a uh, night I'm sure, at yeah. one time yeah. throughout the whole place. But I think, yeah, and, go, and just going back to that is, is knowing the place, knowing the history, but... This is for more like promoters and things like that. You got to know your history and what worked in that time frame. Yeah, yeah. A place like Limelight would not be able to work right now because of of bottle service and things like that. But knowing that, is the future going to come around again to where it's no more VIP in dance floors and stuff like that? Would you know, know how to? Do, yeah, that's a that's, that's a tough. That's a tough. That's a tough yeah. That that's might be next. Yeah, yeah. We could discuss that next next time. But I think. Uh, Knowing all that, that information helps you come up with ideas for the future, knowing the past and know what works and what doesn't work. They could, uh, you could open a massive club right now with a massive dance floor and, and spend $10 million in it and, and it wouldn't it work. Flop. It yeah. will flop. You have to know what works and what doesn't work. Not only that, but it's like remixing the past. Right. There's a reason why XYZ worked 20 years ago. Right. Now it might work again because everything goes in a circle like music. Exactly. Reggae is hot right now. In a few years, it's, it'll go away. 
Right. A few years after that, I'll come back. I mean, it's ED, always yeah, a circle. Yeah. I mean, EDM so was take, uh, so big, and there was no hip hop clubs, and now it's all, now it's all hip hop and and you know, oh yeah, less, yeah, yeah. E, less EDM. But that's definitely what it is, man. And, and yeah. like, it, there's a you don't copy the past per se, but you just you you take inspiration from it and create something new from it. Absolutely. Like all my mixes, I I love. Blend CDs back in the day were my favorite mixtapes. I didn't really buy, you know, I bought like the clues and stuff. You know, we're talking about mixtapes and stuff. And uh, there was one DJ, Ron G. Shout out, Ron G. was always doing blend tapes. Yeah. And I that has taken me to doing, making remixes like I do now. Right, you right. know what I mean? Just It's just a full circle of things work for a specific reason. Absolutely. And I think some of the things that, that people can, can do is read um, – there's so many documentaries out right now. I do, we, you're reading the Roddigan book. Yeah, yeah. David Roddigan. Yeah, David Roddigan. Yeah. Sure. Uh, <laughs> it's called My Life in Reggae. He's one of the original selectors. Unbelievable DJ. Um, well, un, with an un, unbelievable history. Through, unbelievable. Through, uh, He's been decades, decades. Yeah. Um, Peter Gation, uh, the owner of one of the biggest group of nightclubs yeah. ever in New York City. Party USA. Uh, Party USA. Tunnel. Limelight, yeah. Um, he has a book out called King of Clubs. Unbelievable. Um, is that the picture book, or is that Peter's book? No, that's Peter's book. The picture okay. book, which is unbelievable, is is by Walt Paper, one of the club kids. Um, it's called New York Club Kids. It's it's an amazing book of of pictures from that from that era. Um, yeah, I want to so. check that one out. We've been Jeff and I off air have been talking about this New York Club Kids book for a minute. Yeah. And then any book by Quest Love. Quest Quest is just a legend. Quest is Yeah, his a books legend. are like, his books are really just, good. I got some news. He just got hired to do the music for the Oscars. Really? Yeah, it just came up today. He got hired to to be the mu- music uh director for the Oscars this year. Oh wow. That's f- yeah, that, crazy. That's bro. pretty awesome. Yeah. yeah I mean, he's dude. he's a absolute legend. He and the reason why he's a legend is Jeff cuz he knows the history of he music. Does. He knows more than history. He knows every single thing about music. I yeah. I watched a uh Red Bull interview with him the other day and he says he tries to listen to 100 new songs a day. Wow. That's ridiculous. That's Out of, ridiculous. Just yeah. think about that how busy this cat is and he listens to his goal is a hundred new songs a day. Wow, dude! Yeah, and then we can talk about documentaries, but there are so many, so many great ones about music. Well, yeah. the, the reason is right now too is because we are still not back to work fully yet, so we have actually this <laughs> yeah, time, time to dig a yeah. little deeper into documentaries. Hip hop undercover. Well, hip hop uh, undercover is new. Yeah. It's fresh. That's a new thing. It's on uh, FX. Yeah, so I mean, there's some it's good movies. You guys should yeah. check that out. It's called Hip Hop Undercover. It's about um, the correlation of drug dealers and street cats, how they got into the music business and actually control. We're talking about cats behind the scenes, not artists. We're talking about yeah. how street cats and hustlers took what they learned in the street selling drugs to, to the hip hop you know, what am I trying to say? The, the hip, music industry. The yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, there's so many documentaries out there. Yeah. Basically, learn your history. DJs, learn your history. There's a reason for it. And it can make you such a better DJ. Exactly. And on that note, I guess it's time for... Story time. Let's go. Gather around, kids. It's story time with Uncle Jeff. The names have been left out to protect the guilty. Now, here's a little story. 
All right, Jeff. It's that time, man. Story time with Uncle Story Jeff. Story time, dude. Let's let me know what's going on. I love this part because I have told Jeff off the air, please do not tell me the stories in advance because I want to be just as excited as our listeners are. So hit me off, dude. All right. So this story is about being the sixth man. Now, the sixth man in basketball. Is he the guy that, like, cheers on the sideline a lot? This five starters Remember, in basketball. I'm not, I'm not a sports guy, I'll Jeff. A, I'll give it to you. It's five starters. This guy's the first off the bench. This guy's the the one that helps out the team. They usually he gets a lot of minutes. Okay. Yeah, 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 he's yeah. like the he digs him out of the ditch, but he's just yeah, not a starter. Exactly. He's like that. He's like the nitro in a car. He, he's the one that comes faster, in when. Right? Yeah, he. he, he oh, I like that analogy. <laughs> wow, buddy. Wow. All right. So this story goes: Celtics are in the playoffs. Okay. Tough series against this team. Real tough. Might be going into it. This series went to game seven. This I don't know if it was game seven game. I mean, that's like the most exciting. Yeah. I don't know sports, but I know what a game seven yeah. is. <laughs> so, the night before the game. Night before game seven. It might have been game seven. It might have been game five. I, I'm not Still, positive. Regardless. The, huge playoff game. The night before a game this is going down. Less than 24 hours before the game. An international player. Okay. Starter on the other team comes in. The opposing team from whoever Celtics were playing in the playoff. Okay. Comes in. And I couldn't believe that this guy was coming in less than 24 hours before the game. Anyway, Koff set him up. And I said, you know what? I'm going to do whatever I can. To help my team. I want to be the sixth man to help my team win. I can't get this guy wasted so he's hung over so bad that I can't, day, right? I can't trip the guy. I can't hurt the guy. That's just wrong. That was a Tanya Harding. You can't yeah. Tanya Harding. I can't Tanya Harding this guy. International player. Got him in the VIP. He's having a good time. Surround him. Some local people. Some girls come up hanging with him. They know who he is. This guy's, you know, tall. International yeah, famous so. player Get some You know I think it was Ezra DJ Hectic Riz Ace Myself Start getting him Rounds of vodka shots With all the Like all the girls Who won the party too Yeah yeah So he's not gonna say no To a round of shots With all the girls <laughs> Are doing shots One round of vodka Two rounds of vodka Three rounds Unlimited Rounds of vodka, vodka. Yeah Was this, he a Russian was he Russian or just European? He's not actually. I sh- he's, he's not Russian. He's not Russian. All right, he's, he's just an Russian. international player. He's an international right. player. Yeah, I don't want to get. I mean, we have to keep this under. We got to yeah. keep it really low key over here. This guy gets annihilated, wasted, <laughs> but having a blast. That's Le- pretty amazing. Leaves at two in the morning. That year, I, I went to. I think. I went to the game. The next day, you the went next to day, the I game? went to the game. I said, "I'll see you at the game." You know, talk to him. I, the tickets that I had with my friends were right behind the. He's like, "Don't worry, bench. I'll give you tickets." He's like, "Nah, no, sorry, I'm, I'm good. Thanks." No, yeah. <laughs> so I said, "So I, the place was going nuts. It's like, oh, yeah, yeah. yeah, that's it. The tip off comes. Yeah, the tip off. The ball goes to this guy. Yeah, yeah. He takes the ball and he throws a pass." 
to nobody and right out of bounds <laughs> on the first play of the game. I thought you were going to say just, threw up or something. No, and I just I looked at my friend, and I was like, yep, yep, that's me. I'm the sixth man. I'm the sixth man. And that's story time with Jeff. Yeah, that's amazing, bro. <laughs> yes. Gather around, kids. It's story time with Uncle Jeff. The names have been left out to protect the guilty. Now, here's a little story. Oh, yeah. Wait, wait, hold up. Did the Celtics win that game, though? The Celtics won. All right, cool, yeah. cool. Then you played your part, bro. I played my part. Oh, my God. I would have been laughing so hard if I saw that, bro. Like, this guy just, like, I mean, it's, I, I don't, again, I don't know sports that well, but I know it's probably not that hard to make the first pass when there's nobody in coverage just yet. No. Yeah, <laughs> it was straight out of bounds. I think he's still seeing double from the night before. That's but, amazing, yeah, So. Dude. Cool, man. Let's get into some positive news, right, man. Yeah. Yeah, like I always say, we got enough negative news out there. If you're new to the channel, we supply you with the Positive News Network. And Jeff, what's this week's positive news, So friend? this week's positive news um, is finally recognizing... Um, hip-hop artists in new york city with streets named after them yeah yeah uh-huh you know just i just saw last week so big pun not only has a street that just happened within the past few days yeah right? uh-huh. not only a street it's big pun plaza <laughs> <laughs> so which is amazing because if you've ever amazing. seen big pun he's a size of a plaza size of a plaza once is he the size of a plaza dude he's a big boy he was a big boy I, uh, rest in story. peace it was like pun. beat it was jay-z beat nuts big pun Fat Joe, right? And Fat Man Scoop. Shout out my brother, Fat Man Scoop. We'll be hearing from him soon. So when an artist, we all know when you go to a concert, an artist does the show and they just do their raps. Right. Pun was a little bit of a different story. He could only do so much. And his cadence is always like so rapidly fat. So it takes a lot for a big man to, you know, he's always breathing. So, (laughs) So Pun couldn't do shows on his own. It had to be you couldn't book pun. Right. You had to book Fat Joe and pun. Yes. So pun would do a record. He would go backstage, sit down, Suck and some Fat oxygen. Joe would yeah. do the next song. Wow. And at one point, Big Pun couldn't even, he was just sitting on a bar stool. Ooh. It was crazy, bro. But he was a legend. Oh, one of the greatest. And it was so sad to see hear of his passing. You know, yeah. it, it just sucked. Another one lost way too early, man. So what happened was. Uh, 2010 when he when he passed, uh, his family tried to get a street in the Bronx named after him where he's from. Yeah. Oh, they've been trying to do this. They've for been a trying long to time. do this for a while. Uh, 2000. See, I didn't know how that worked. Yeah. 2013 community members rejected a petition for naming a street after Biggie. He finally got one. Yeah, he did. Um, I th- the first one was actually 2009 with Run DMC, Jam Master J in Queens. Yeah, when he was murdered. Yep. And then um, things. He, uh, change in 2015 they started to do a lot more um the ra- underground rapper Pumpkinhead um had a street name I didn't know that yeah um followed by Fife Dog in in 2016 um Wu-Tang has one Scott LaRock of Boogie Down Productions Cool Herc got Hip Hop Boulevard well and that's where I think they're going to do the hip hop uh museum That'll be awesome. Yeah they're going to do it up in the Bronx. Uh Fred the Godson who I think passed away Sedwick, from Sedwick Boulevard yeah 
said, yeah. And Fred, the godson who recently passed COVID, um, got one as well. Oh, that's amazing. Well, you're missing one. They did a Tribe Called Quest. I just one said too. Fife Dog. I oh, said, there was a Tribe Called Quest oh, one. Oh, wow. Too. I yeah. missed that Fife one. Fife had his own one, yeah. Wow. So they got it. So Linen Bowl. It's in Queens near uh, Linden Boulevard, of course. The Tribe Called Quest one. That was a few years ago because I was trying to go. Mm-hmm. And it was like a shitty, rainy day. Yeah. And like, it was just not happening. It's not happening. Unfortunately, because I wanted to be a part of history like that. It was, you know. Yeah. So it's pretty amazing now that they're recognizing a lot of hip-hop artists in New York City where they haven't before. It is and amazing. It's, and it's amazing. It's where, you know, hip-hop started. And I think it should be recognized. It's got to be yeah. recognized, for sure. Um, touching back on that, there, there was a graffiti artist or something that would go around and, like, he would go to Queensbridge where, where like that for people listening watching Queensbridge is where Nas came from Mob yeah. Deep Scott La, was it no Scott La Rock it was uh, MC Shan came from there um, Large Professor a lot of artists came out of Queens mm-hmm. projects this artist or or the city I don't know if the city attached I I can't I'm sorry I apologize I don't know the facts behind it I don't know if it was just a graffiti artist doing this right. Or the city had something to do with it, but they were making signs of actual verses from that artist and putting them in place where they were talking about. Wow! So Mob Deep would always talk about Forty First Side. So if you look on a like a signpost, sometimes you'll see like a street sign, not a not a street sign, but like a parking sign, right? Like that shape, like a, tr- a rectangle, and it'll have a verse on there. Wow, that's pretty awesome. And they put them throughout the city like that. That's I'm sure if dumb. you looked it up yeah. online and googled it, they still exist, and you could like. Maybe two of them go from one stein to the other. And to is the that other. our next field trip? Yeah, man. Let's, we are, do let's do it, man. Yeah. But that's awesome. It's a way to give back. It's a way to teach, again, re- reflecting back to the first question we mm-hmm. had today. Is it's a way to teach the young about this art form. And about history. This This art form was shoved under a rug and hidden for so many years. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And now seeing it accepted by, you know, the media and the government is, is such a beautiful thing. Absolutely. Really beautiful. So that's this week's positive news. Yeah, man. Once again, uh, thank you. Um, you can find Jason on Instagram at Jason Smith Music. And you can find me at Jeff London underscore. And you I would can, always say his, but he just changed his. So say it again so everybody knows. At Jeff London underscore. And you can find us. I'm the promoter. He's a DJ on all social media. Like, follow, subscribe, tell your friends. And email us at I'm the promoter. He's the DJ at gmail.com. You got it. We need questions. We need questions. No, we got a stack full of questions. We got a stack full of questions. We, I like them coming, though. Yeah, man. Thanks for everybody for listening. We really, really, really appreciate Absolutely. the support. And it's so much fun. And thank you for giving us this platform for real, y'all. We'll see y'all next week, man. Yeah. We'll see y'all next week, y'all. Thanks for checking in. <laughs> okay. I'll reload. Jeff London.